whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi the Next Generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland, and today we are talking about Season 13, Episodes 21 and 22, No Surprises, and Basket Case, and we also have a special guest joining us today, my sister Allegra! Hi. <laughs> Is that your Ross high? That's my Ross high. Um, in the words of a uh, Canadian philosopher, I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> um not to get into spoilies but bad up guys <laughs> bad bad up we were yeah we were yes surprises we were surprised that, that you've requested to be on this episode so for clarification <laughs> um when we were driving back from canada i decided to look up all of the wikipedia entries for seasons 13 and 14 and season 14 seems wild and crazy and fun and i'm ready for it Season 13, however, so, like, I only know about season 12 stuff at this point. So, out of context, a bunch of this sounds like bananas nonsense. (laughs) And the most bananas nonsense thing I saw was Drew and Claire stuff. (laughs) And I'm like, what? What? It's the correct response. But keep in mind, the, the wiki entries for these episodes are so fucking vague. Yeah. Like, so vague. Except for this one, at least the first part. This one is, like, six paragraphs. I don't know. But not, like, Degrassi Wiki, but, like, Wikipedia Wiki. I just, like... Oh, you looked up Wikipedia? Yeah, Wikipedia. That's only, like, a sentence. And you know you don't know what happens in these episodes. But basically, you can sort of see the trails of Drew Claire things. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I thought that this was, like, a key beginning episode of this weird plot line and i was wrong (laughs) (laughs) and i was really wrong it was uncomfortable (laughs) and horrible like i knew it would be for the claringer stuff but not like juicy or exciting it was very dull i texted holland all caps. This episode was dull. It makes me very uncomfortable. Also, the older the actor who plays Drew has gotten, the more like clean cut he is becoming. So he looks like a plastic person, and I don't <laughs> like it. He also look. I mean, he is too old to be in high school, but he's starting to look like the too old, like One Tree Hill, too old to be in high school. Yes. Yeah. Like, did you, uh, we never saw F the prom, but he's in that movie, and he is way too old to be in that movie and it it looks like that now uh yeah he's starting to look a little freaky Mm -hmm. yeah and so him making out or whatever dream making out with claire is (laughs) uncomfortable how about when he made out with zoe hated it hate it so (laughs) much still upset i had a freshman friend when i was in high school my freshman friend started dating a senior and I hated it then, and I hate it now. And they're still together, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, Kelsey, let's skip over the no surprises Degrassi wiki summary 
because it is a million words long, which I don't even, it like, like it must've just given a play by play of this episode because nothing happened in it. So let's jump on to basket case and read that summary. Yeah. Cause the first, the first one does look like when you're in like fifth grade and you have to do a book report. So you basically just write out the synopsis to the entire book. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. Just go to the normal wiki. They're short and vague. <laughs> yeah, but these are hilarious because some dummies trying to figure this stuff out. It's full of surprises. Anyway, Miles's parents go out of town, so he decides to throw a party where he makes a big mistake. Claire is starting to have feelings for Drew after they kissed. Allie tells her to keep her distance from Drew. Later, Allie and Claire are making movie plan, <laughs> singular, when, when V bump into Drew. Drew asks Claire to help him with his job. Allie says she can't, but Claire nods and walks away with Drew. Later, they pull up at Claire's house just to find one, in quotes, Eli Goldsworthy. Allie and Dallas plan on getting revenge on Leo. None of this is right. This sounds like... (laughs) This sounds like I got high and watched the episode, and you asked me the next day what I watched. Yeah, 100%. also being high. Yeah, but also, like, to be fair... That's pretty much my process for this podcast, and I do a better job. So <laughs> it's like it's like if you got high, wrote it out, put it through Google Translate to a different language, and then put it back through Google Translate to English. Yeah, like I hate I hate when people see something like really artistic that they don't understand, and they're just like, "Whoa, what are they high?" But this literally sounds like <laughs> the like garbled, jumbled nonsense of a stoner person. A stoner person? Yeah, you know, I'm, we're very unfamiliar. Uh-huh. Yeah, not, neither of us understand what that is. Mm-mm. 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 Um, all right. Maybe some of those things kind of happened. <laughs> but that's generous. <laughs> The episode titles, the first episode is called No Surprises, which is a 1997 song by Radiohead, and I don't think that is what describes the episode, because there are a couple surprises that happen. Claire full, full is, surprises. Claire is still like hung up on Drew all of a sudden. Miles' dad is having an affair. There were, um, how about this, there was no surprises every time Miles came on screen, um, because the entire time I hated him. <laughs> same. And Extreme I, same. And I knew I was going to hate him. Yes. Agreed. People are not going to like that. Listen, <laughs> I am all about character growth, and I'm sure he gets better. He looks good in next class, but currently, he's a butt-ass. <laughs> that is a beautiful way of putting it, and seconded, co-signed. Um, but the second episode is called Basket Case, which is a 1994 song by Green Day. And I guess Claire's like a basket case because of Drew and Allie's not doing great about Leo. And I don't know, maybe Miles is a basket case about his dad. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it, I, I do love this song. So, all right. Sure. Let's dive in, I guess. Um, So we start off with more pool time with Miles. Can I just say that skinny dipping in the daytime is weird? (laughs) Agreed. Especially, like, 
when it's like you don't know when his parents are gonna get home as soon as the seat as soon as the topic of skinny dipping was brought up i'm like his dad's gonna walk in on this because they're in a pool in the middle like and the way that their pool is set up is like all of the windows are faced from the house face the pool it's in like the middle of this courtyard where the entire house is around this pool it's like the least private pool in the world it's a really nice backyard <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful backyard it's a beautiful home all right skinny dipping at night kind of sexy skinny dipping in the daytime is weird yes i don't like it it's awkward yeah also uh miles's dad uh looks like a predator <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean, I guess good casting for politicians, zing. Yes. We did get an email from someone, which I think we might read later, but apparently Miles' dad was the dad from Life with Derek. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> he looks different. He played a nicer guy. Yeah. <laughs> he really just... He's got range. He disappears into the role. <laughs> um, And yeah, and I just wrote, I feel very uncomfortable watching this. Like two children skinny, yeah, Maya and Miles skinny dipping in a pool in the daytime. And then, of course, his dad walks through like with his campaign manager. And then, or like as they're like walking in, Maya hops out and pulls on a towel. And she's like, we were studying. And then Miles is like, can Maya stay for dinner? And I'm like, that's a real bold ask in this moment, Miles. (laughs) Hey, guys, I know why it's called No Surprises. Uh, it's because no one is surprised that Miles' dad is fucking his campaign manager. <laughs> yes, also totally called that. Um, but oh, and then Maya steals their towel. She leaves in the towel, like she doesn't stop to change. She just like runs off in the towel, which I understand Same. the I instinct. Think it's fine. I understand, but also I'm like, uh, you guys aren't gonna like give her some privacy so she can put on clothes so she doesn't have to run into the street. She doesn't drive. How is she getting home? Well, there are, I don't think she's concerned about that in this moment. There are two character traits of Maya um, that really make me respect her. I would not want to be friends with her, but I respect her. One is that she's definitely someone who will cut you. Mm-hmm. And two is she's real horny for it. Mm-hmm. She's this whole episode, the underlying like vibe. And she's like, oh, you want skinny dip middle of the day? Cool. Yes. Now uh, make out on this couch. Yes. Like she... There is no chill. That's Maya. <laughs> this might be the most I've ever related to Maya. <laughs> um, do we want to get into fashion police before I forget? Yeah, I have very few notes. One is that Maya is wearing a weird t-shirt with like a, some sort of rainbow skull Native American vibe. Yikes. Don't remember that. I do um, remember Miles' pink checkered good boy shirt that he wore at dinner like later that day when he was trying to look all clean cut for his parents. Um, I already mentioned that Miles' dad looks like a predator. Um, I don't know if you guys already mentioned this. I hate Maya's glasses. It makes it look like she has like this weird like Neanderthal brow. <laughs> They're not flattering to her face. As a person who accidentally bought glasses that are not flattering to her face, I can empathize. Uh, Dallas wears this black and white checkered shirt when you go see it to confess his love for Allie, and it looked really good on him. He looks really good in everything all the time. Like, anyway, Winston wears pink <laughs> pants, and I'm all about it. That was my next one. Um. Oh, the bungee jump guy was a real look with a bandana tied around his head my favorite character (laughs) the black tank top 
Yeah, my friend was watching the episode with me, and he's like, is he high this entire time? Is that allowed? It's not allowed, but he was definitely high. I just I just think he was a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> I don't want to bungee jump with him, but I do want to hang out with that guy when he's done risking people's lives he didn't murder anyone <laughs> so we can hang out we're gonna we're gonna get into the bungee jump because i want to talk about that whole situation um my final fashion note is that the two guys carrying the keg into miles's party are wearing identical panthers windbreakers which we've never seen before but i like that they were matchy matchy i think miles wears a panthers windbreaker at one point in this episode too um i do i will say Miles looks slightly less string cheesy I feel like he's starting to have like a jaw a little bit in this episode. And I liked Claire's like heart polka dot dress deal. And that's all I got. I hate everything Claire has ever worn. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Like she no longer seems like a 50 year old lawyer. Mm -hmm. She seems like a 35 year old lawyer or like a cool school teacher. Mm -hmm. But it's. What period of fashion is this? It's not the worst. It's like 2013, 2014 now. It might be solidly 2014 now. Yeah, because, I don't know, Claire wears really bright lipsticks, and I don't like children in lipstick. (laughs) Um, Zoe has this, like, pink dress that's very, very pink Mm -hmm. (laughs) that matches her pink bikini, which is a choice. But it's fine. I feel like if anyone's wearing a hot pink bikini, it's someone like Zoe. And that's like, you know, no shade to that. You just need like a certain level of confidence to wear like very vibrantly colored bikinis. She's tan enough. She is tan enough. Like I know one person who I went bathing suit shopping with her and she's like one of the most confident people I knew. And she's like, we're looking for exclusively hot colors. I was like... Uh, okay i wear a lot of black sure let's do this Ooh, my had like a very blue vest that i was kind of into i don't have any other fashion notes oh zoe was wearing some big ass hoops so i'm glad to know degrassi hasn't changed (laughs) all right well then we are at dinner with the hollingsworths and i think we finally meet miles's little brother which i didn't know that he existed and his mom is calling his dad father and they're talking about the campaign and they're talking about how Miles is kind of the fuck up and the other kids are better than him. And then, like, the dad leaves and Miles is like, he always gives me a hard time. Like, I'm trying to be better. And then his mom says, try harder. And I'm like, great advice. I don't know. <laughs> mom seems chill. <laughs> I feel like mom is like, quaaludes weren't a thing anymore, but I feel like if they were, she'd be, like, real into them. Xanax. Xanax. Yeah, Xanax, Um, like... You know, she's zoned out. She basically. is fully like Vicodin something. Oh, um, this is what I wrote. I can see how Miles will become hot because <laughs> he's like becoming slightly less string cheesy. Yeah, like the string cheese po- picture you put on Instagram. I was like, oh, gross. <laughs> um, but he didn't look like that. So I'm like, I can see it. Oh, something I also forgot to mention in the opening gross scene. Degrassi continues its obsession with boy dick, like <laughs> with the spinners and the JTs. It's like there's got like as soon as Maya took his clothes off, her clothes off, you know, think it's just why is Degrassi so obsessed with boy boners? I don't understand. I don't know. It's a part of high school it's and part of the adolescence, I guess. At this point. <laughs> 
Um, I have no comment. It just makes me <laughs> uncomfortable. But then we are at the dot with Rocky and Dallas and Allie. And I'm so happy we're seeing Rocky because he's adorable. And Allie is teaching him science. And Dallas is swooning. And I am swooning. Aww. And I love everything about this scene. It was very swoony. It was so cute. And he's so cute. And, oh, everyone in this scene is so cute. Uh, I wrote better actor, child actor than Bella. <laughs> True oh, fact. <laughs> Not hard to be, but still. When you know it, when it's better, it, you really just learn to appreciate that. Um, but then we're with Claire, who says she wants to go bungee jumping, which seems very not Claire, because she wants to celebrate being cancer-free, I guess. And she's feeling her oats. Let her feel her oats. And she already booked four spots for a double date with Jenna and Connor and her and Eli. Which she did not. Which is very clear. presumptuous. She didn't clear it with Jenna and Connor first. Like apparently she told Eli or no, she didn't. No, she didn't. She, then she skypes Eli and she's like, "I booked us bungee jumping. You're still coming home tonight, right?" And and he said something like, "You had me at jumping off a bridge or something." But he isn't coming home tonight. He's yeah. working on his short film with Lenore, which yeah. I still, I'm sorry. I still can't get over the fact that they fucking named her Lenore. That's ridiculous. I bet you it's not her real name. She just went to college and started going by Lenore. Ugh, I know like two or three people that did that. Really? What were the fake names? Um, Lenore there's Holland. Christmas. Christmas? There was what? Twig. There was, um, oh God, what was Marissa's roommate? Kelsey? Shit, no, my name has always been my name because I'm like, um, I can't, I can't hang with that. Oh God, what was her name? I can't remember, but there's been a few that I know. Yikes. So, in this scene, uh, Claire's all butthurt because Eli is not coming because he's clearly still fucking Lenore, but whatever. Um, that's not mentioned. But he is though, right? Yeah, he like definitely. I'm For pretty sure. sure. This isn't, I know of the future. I'm just, it just feels that way. No, but I think so too. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. confused why, like, Claire's cool with him still hanging out with her. I mean, I understand they're like short film people. They like are working on a short film together, but like, it's because she's moved. She's, she's clearly she's moved on, on but guess. is in denial about it. Um, but so Jenna is like, oh, I'll just invite Drew. And she's like, baby don't invite drew because we kissed um and because my note here is claire's the ross of degrassi and i'm like why would i say something so mean but that's because (laughs) that's because jenna's like whoa you kissed him what about eli claire was like we were on a break and then i wrote ear drew what is that ship name Drear. 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 Clue? Clue! I love Clue! Clue's great! That's cuter. All right, wait, but we're jumping way ahead because we are still at the... Yeah, we we're, we're back. We're back with Miles and Maya because Maya also tells Miles to try harder. Yeah. And they're, like, weirdly flirty, almost kissing, like, in class, and no one seems to care. She, She's, like, fully turned around. She also makes a pun and says, sometimes you have to go the extra miles. Oh, yeah, I hated that. I hated that with everything inside of my body. I just wanted to scream. Um, but then but then we're back with, like, Connor and Jenna and Claire, and Dallas comes by and is like, hey, so what's going on with Allie? She and Lee are totally broken up, right? Like, getting intel, seeing if he could make his move or something. 
And they're like, they're broken up. And Jenna and Claire are like, yes, definitely, for sure, 100%. Never yeah. getting back together. Yeah, because he's like, did they break up? And Connor says, did they ever? <laughs> Connor has some real good zingers because uh, he's telling Dallas. He's like, Dallas, you're the better guy. Like, way better. <laughs> and then this is when Claire tells Jenna and Connor about Drew because Connor says that he invited Drew to go bungee jumping to fill the spot. And they're like, ew, what? why and claire's like we were on a break it was a short break but i feel like it'd be awkward and they're like well you're with eli now right like if you if we uninvite him he's gonna think that you like him so let's we're just gonna keep inviting him and i'm like okay sure this doesn't seem weird at all also jenna says holy cow you move quick which i thought was funny (laughs) um but then we are with winston maya and miles who are like doing campaign stuff to like help his dad and oh yeah and then my next note is obviously his dad is fucking his campaign manager and then like miles is like i want to show my dad this stuff and walks outside and sees his dad like being touchy-feely with the campaign manager and he freaks out oh we forgot something really important what so um (laughs) they claire no uh jenna and connor give dallas advice and as dallas turns away connor goes to give him a high five but Dallas doesn't see, so he leaves Connor hanging. Oh, and it's no, the saddest Connor. fucking thing I've ever seen. I missed that entirely. Oh man, I wrote, "Don't leave Connor hanging." Poor Connor. Anyway, Connor looks so good, by the way. Oh my god, so good. Also, Connor's doing great. You guys. He was wearing like an all green outfit. He's killing it. He looks good. He's got like a cool girlfriend. He's like. I mean, he, he still can't high-five Dallas, but other than that, Tanner's on top of his fucking game right now. Yeah, and I completely forgot this Miles-Winston-Maya scene even happened because I just wrote this Miles plot is so boring, and that's all I wrote. <laughs> it's so boring. Also, okay, so Miles' big scheme is to buy a neck like an expensive necklace for the campaign manager from his dad and see how she reacts, which I just, that's such a weird leap to make. Like, why is that your master plan? I thought he'd be better at this kind of thing. Why would you think that? He's a child. Because Miles. Because his whole deal is that he's, like, schemy. Like, Eli came up with, like, dastardly plots. And, like, Miles' whole thing is that he's, like, bad boy. Yeah, but I feel like he talks about it more than he actually does. Like, I feel like if you have to say, I'm a schemer, I'm a bad boy, I don't think you're really that good at it. (laughs) Also, necklace, not great. No. Oh, it looks like one of those, like, Tiffany, like, heart necklaces from 2003. Which were terrible. Everyone loved those. I hate those. And can we talk about how no one one buys heart jewelry for themselves? No, I was just going (laughs) to say that. No woman buys herself heart-shaped jewelry. It's always a gift. Always, always. Usually from a man who doesn't know how things look. Yeah, I've 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 explained it to everyone. Just I'm like I'm like please to everyone. Every man that I've dated, I'm like, here. If you're going to buy me a thing, please know that women don't buy heart shaped jewelry for themselves for a reason. Thank you. Good night. No, I mean I have some nice heart shaped things, but it's definitely like this is not my first choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we were with Dallas in the science lab, and he bought Allie a gift basket, and she's no. very uncomfortable, and 
she can't handle it and i feel very bad for dallas because he doesn't know what's going on i feel bad for both of them because Allie just wanted to be friends and lab partners and dallas was making her feel safe in that way and as much as his intentions are good and he doesn't have like the full scope of the situation I, I understand her feeling like a little betrayed and super uncomfortable by suddenly being like, here's massage oils. Yeah. Especially because, like, he, like, clearly picked up on something bad happening and was like, let's just be friends and I don't want to talk about feelings, like, yet last episode and now... I don't know, but like he also doesn't know everything, so yeah, I don't know. And I feel bad for everyone. Also, massage oils, like gift basket, is like either That's also a weird thing to buy somebody. It's weird. It's weird it's thing either... for high schoolers to buy. Yeah, that kind of gift basket. First of all, the fact that it's a wrapped a wrapped gift basket is hilarious. But like that kind of thing is either like way too intimate or something that you like win in a raffle. Yeah, it. I was just about to say it looks like he won it in a raffle. Yeah. He's like, well, I got this Bath and Body Works <laughs> gift basket, and I've been keeping it in my closet for six months, because what the fuck am I going to do with it? But I yeah. like a girl. That's a high school move. Yeah. Oh, that that's, that's definitely a high school move. Um, but then we're at the bungee jumping place with Bandana Man. Oh, the best. And he says something. Does he have a weird accent? I can't remember. Possibly. He's Probably. very weird. He says something about, don't worry, I usually don't screw this up. And of course, it's tandem bungee jumping, and Claire and Drew have to be like strapped together and go bungee jumping. And then he starts tickling her. I don't know. I was uncomfortable with this whole situation. Claire's freaking out because of Drew proximity, and Drew has not a single fuck. <laughs> nope. And then Drew says right before they jump, Eli's missing out, and Claire goes, "Who?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's telling." Okay. And then they just jump off the thing. But you hear a splash. Yeah, we were both like, okay. why was there a splash? What the fuck? Why are they landing in water? How high up are they that bungee jumping into water isn't, like, cracking their skulls? Like, what is happening? Okay, you guys are freaking out way too hard. <laughs> what is Listen, happening? Holland and I are different people. I, they were like, bungee jumping. And I was like, yes. And Holland was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Could never get me to do that ever in my life. Agreed. And it's like... the. Y- they were they just dunked their heads which is like normal it's only like concrete if you're really high up or it's like really fast moving water like it's okay kelsey it's fine i was worried well i was just confused i was like, we, like both of us were like wait why was there a splash <laughs> i was like did it break did the bungee cord fucking snap that would have been the most surprise ending i was like maybe this is why i like her wanting to do this one because this bananas thing oh yeah they fucking died you guys weren't expecting this 20 episodes into the season <laughs> well it would make it would explain why it, we suddenly turn into like fan fiction zone. Oh my god, this where was we, scene was written from like a Degrassi AU, the fucking clue shippers. We're like, <laughs> and then Eli couldn't make it, and so they had to invite Drew because there's literally no one else. It's not like they have more than two friends. And it was obviously tandem bungee jumping, and, and they had to be dick Claire's to dick. Claire's heart was <laughs> Claire's heart was <laughs> racing. <laughs> Dick to dick is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Somebody make me a t-shirt that just says dick to dick. And like a tandem bicycle. (laughs) 
anyway, then we they're walking back to the car. And Drew was like, man, if I get out of these wet clothes like and change in the backseat of your car, but all he does is take off his shirt and he's like, I didn't bring you. I forgot another T-shirt or something. Guys. But while they're in the car, he says, you should change out of those wet clothes before you get a cold or before you get sick. And Drew's just, oh, Claire's just watching him through the rear of your mirror. Very uncomfortable. And it's like literally a, a fan fiction slash the beginning of a porn so weird also both of them are like had no idea that we'd land in water why didn't you do any research about this bungee jump experience i feel like if anyone's doing bungee jump research it's claire it was clearly like an impulse she's like i'm just gonna buy these right now for tomorrow um seriously but guys when drew was unbothered when they were dick to dick (laughs) i was thinking oh drew doesn't care about claire at all he's already forgotten about the kiss but then he like he starts changing in the back seat claire is Trey horny like just in uh-huh. like peeping up a storm he takes off his shirt gets into the front seat and is like forgot an extra shirt <laughs> let's go back to your place essentially or like can you drive, can you drive me, me home? home and Claire is like get the fuck out of my car <laughs> there's too much horn and I am too I am not single which is like good for you Claire remembering Eli exists <laughs> also he- Eli calls and she doesn't answer the call so that's telling right oh wait, guys Claire is like the whole Eli Claire arc has just been so much you know Claire's drama Claire oh, is drama Claire's drama so she feels it, it's a thing where it's just comfortable to be with Eli it feels natural to just be dating Eli but you know e, like out of sight out of mind Eli's gone he betrayed her trust and here's Drew uh, uh, just a slab of meat <laughs> who has been known to rebound so it's just all teen hormones stanking up that car right now. It's true. But then the next scene, we're at the Hollingsworth house, and essentially Andrea like finds the Andrea's a campaign manager, finds the necklace, and I guess she accepts it. She like looks at the necklace and smiles, and Miles is like, She accepted it. She fell for my plan. I'm like, I guess. It's just the most it's a dumb scheme. Yeah. I'm mad it worked. Oh, and yeah, they're doing media training with her. And I was like, I feel a confrontation coming at this media training. And Miles is, like, acting weird. And He, like, way overdoes it and then starts talking about how his dad has affairs. And then his dad's like, business affairs. And Miles is like, sure. And he's like, he taught me how to be good at juggling. And <laughs> then he, like, runs outside and his mom follows him. And Miles tells his mom, like, he says, dad's having an affair. And the mom totally knows. And it's like, we're going to talk about it after the election. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? My reality is insane. I do want to pause because it's like, this is when I needed to take a moment and be like, okay, if like put myself in Miles' shoes, I'm a privileged little rich boy who's has, has never really had any problems, maybe a, a weird, clearly weird dad stuff, finds out his dad is cheating on his mom. That's hard. That's shocking. You know, he's dealing with many emotions and then. It's like, oh shit, do you tell your mom? He tells his mom and she fucking knows. That's that's a betrayal. I can see him feeling hurt and yeah. upset and like 
irrational and acting out, but I don't fucking care about Miles. <laughs> so it's so hard for me to, like, I had to d- actively do this exercise because I was just like, fuck it, the mom knows. It's a whole arrangement. <laughs> Listen, Miles, this is, this is for more mature adults than you. Like, no, wait, no, this is fucked up. I have to keep reminding myself. I just, it's so hard to care about Miles because Miles sucks. Miles sucks. He sucks. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's a shitty situation. Yeah. But then we are with Dallas, who's showing up at Allie's house. He's like, I feel like I messed up. Let me explain the gift basket. And then Allie opens up to Dallas and tells him about what actually happened with Leo. And we guess he's getting sent back to France. And Dallas is, like, so angry. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of Allie for admitting it, and I feel like it's going to be helpful to Dallas, and we find out that she isn't taking him to court now, which is, I don't know why that changed from the last time we discussed this, but Leo is being deported, so. Basically, none of this is legally realistic, it's just whatever's yeah. convenient for the plot. Yeah, I'm also confused about why Leo's allowed to be, like, walking around right now. I mean, I guess maybe he made bail, but also, like, why would I just... But Holland, I, how will we be able to confront him romantically? Right, I don't know. Um, But then, the last scene before part two, Miles, like, Miles is at Miles' house, and he's confiding in her, and they say, I love you to each other. <laughs> that That is the correct response, but uh, indeed. I just think Maya's horny for it. <laughs> and she's confusing the horniness for liking Miles. Yeah. Uh, listen, we've all been there. We. <laughs> I mean, probably. Uh, um, if I were Miles, I'd probably feel the same way, but I care so little. I'm almost on the dad's side. That's <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was something I wrote down. <laughs> I mean, I get it. <laughs> Part two. Claire has a Drew sex dream. <laughs> and then she starts, like, lucid dreaming. So they're, like, in her room, and Drew and Claire are, like, making out, and he says something about, like, I'm glad you sent that booty text or something. Yep, yeah, wrote, booty text is hilarious. I wrote down booty text. <laughs> like, the... I like I get that you're very uh, during a booty call you're never actually making a phone call because it is 2019. Yeah. But still you don't it's, have to change it to booty text. Like we get what you mean. No, yeah, it's still a booty call. Like that's just like the term. Question, who said sweet lord it's hot in here? Claire. Of course it was Claire. Who else would say that? Is Drew saying sweet lord? It's Claire's dream. Also, I love how Claire is like this feels like a dream and then suddenly the scenery changes and Drew goes it is like, <laughs> he's like in a dream anything can happen why and then she falls off of her bed alright that was really dumb it, it was, was so, so weird because they like he's like any, it is a dream and suddenly they're at the bungee jump place again and then he like shoves her off the edge she's just like fly <laughs> she does not fly no she just falls off her bed and um, I think that Claire uh, landing in the water at the bungee jump place again is a metaphor <laughs> for her wet dream. Oh my god. Probably. It's, a real, it's just a real I mean, bummer to think was, about. That was a similar way that they depicted that with JT, right? There was water involved. Oh yeah. He's like jumping into the hot tub or something. Can we talk about literally anything else? <laughs> 
Um, but then we are with Miles, and we find out his dad and his mom are, like, leaving for the night to... I don't remember where what they're doing. But his dad has called Drew to basically babysit Miles to make sure he doesn't do anything sketchy while he's gone. Babysitter's club. Yeah, and he just, like, follows Miles around everywhere. Wait, is Drew the Logan? Oh, no, Drew is Stacy. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> I mean, boy crazy Stacy. Yeah. Girl crazy Drew. Yeah, yeah, true. He always talks about how he's from New York <laughs> and has diabetes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then we're at school. I would have pegged him as more of a Christy, but... <laughs> Oh, no, no. no. He's not type he's A not enough Christy. to be Christy. He kind of is now. I'm a fucking Christy. Are that you is kidding a, that's me? That's a true fact. Claire's a fucking Claire's Christy. Claire's a fucking Christy. Right. People who are Christies are annoying, and I understand. <laughs> Allie's Claudia. Allie might be Stacy. I mean, she's boy Allie's crazy, Stacey. but Claudia's also boy Stacy. Uh, boy Stacy. Boy We're crazy, <laughs> but also is fashionable. Yeah, fashion the person. way she talks, you'd think boys had just been invented. It's true. Um, but I don't know I still think I mm, I think Imogen's Claudia yeah Imogen's Claudia Hmm. Imogen is that weird art friend um oh Claudia's new art friend yes Mm -hmm. that one art friend that was there for one book and then at the end of the book they were like we're a friendship that will be friends sometimes (laughs) yes um and then Fiona is the rich girl with the golden retriever right Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shannon Kilborn? Yes, that's it. <laughs> yes. Who's Dawn? Dawn. Dawn. Uh, Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Who's a hippie? Jenna. I guess maybe Jenna. Yeah, I could see Jenna. We're I just, I love how we're just sorting everyone. <laughs> Last time you did Zodiac, and now yeah, we're doing yeah, Babysitter's baby Club. Club. Who's Marianne? Ooh, who cries Who's a lot? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Claire is Marianne. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, or yeah. Maya. Maya could be Marianne. No. She's no. too horny to be Marianne. No. Mar- uh, Ma- Maya's a crime girl. Yeah. All right. Like, Maya's a crime girl. Like, we need to, like, uh, I wrote a note earlier that I skipped over, but Maya's rebellious face is already way more legitimate than Kate's. Katie? Katie. 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 Katie's yeah. rebellious face. Agreed. Katie dyes her hair and, like, fucks in a garden. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> no, she got into drugs. Oh, did right. She fu- yeah. Did she fuck in a garden? She got into drugs, but I feel like she got, she dyed Drug- her hair after that happened. Yeah, drugs yeah. were the beginning of her rebellious phase. They often she are. She got into drugs because of sports. But, then, but her real rebellious phase That's- kicked off after she got sober. What? Katie did drugs, went to rehab, then started her rebellious yeah, phase. Yeah, after Drew, like... Was a monster. Was a monster to yeah. her. Yeah. I don't think she fucked in a garden. <laughs> I, I just know she I dated think she Luke. she just helped Jake make that Jake, garden. That's the fu- Luke's the sociopath. Yeah. Yes. But Jake does look like a Luke. That's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke Baker looks like a Charles Manson? No. no. He's not beardy enough. He's too tall. Wait, no, he looks, he looks like Ted Bundy. He looks a little a, bit, yeah. He looks like a date rapist. Mm. Never mind. Um, he looks like, he actually does kind of look like Jeffrey Dahmer. We've gotten Dahmer. wildly oh, off yeah. topic. <laughs> 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 I 
I don't, yeah, I don't know where we are anymore. Uh, Miles is wearing pink pants, and I'm all about his fashion. Oh, yeah. Miles? Miles you, mean you mean Winston? Whatever. Who cares? I, okay. Miles and Winston are talking, and Miles is like, Drew's following me everywhere. So obviously, I have to throw a party to spite my dad. And that's basically what happens, I think. Pretty much. And then we're with Allie and Claire, and Claire's telling Allie all about her sex dream. And Allie's like, you know how they say that it doesn't count if it's in a dream? Well, that's not true. It's your mind acting out your actual fantasies, <laughs> which I don't know. if that, I guess. Not really. I mean, yes and no. If right? she's letting her dreams affect how she feels in real life, then maybe. Yeah, but like, counterpoint, I had a sex dream about Seth Rogen, and I don't think that that's <laughs> me acting out my deepest inner fantasies. Okay, but if you had had a sex dream about... Seth Rogen and then the next day like obsessed about it and been like oh my god like Seth Rogen like if you saw him (laughs) you saw him the next day and we're like I can't be around him I am too horny for him like I feel like you woke up and you're like oh that was weird whereas Claire woke up and was like is this what I'm feeling now it's different because like I've definitely had dreams where like you like you were you think about a person a lot and suddenly they appear in your dreams. Yeah. That's you just self-fulfilling prophesying yourself. Yeah. I have had dreams <laughs> involving people and I'm just like, ew, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. so have I. I feel like everyone. Yeah. Everyone has. So, yeah, Claire's just reading Seth what she wants. so confusing <laughs> to me. I just, and it's not like he was on my mind. Like, I don't know where it came from. I don't follow Seth Rogen on anything. I just, Seth Rogen, man. I don't know. I wrote, like, Okay, uh, like you can not still... the worst option there, that it could yeah. have been. No, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wrote like you don't have to date Eli anymore. You can like love someone and still like feel like it's best to not be with them. Yeah, and especially just... since she's like not sure what she's doing next year. They're kind of staying together out of like, like just. They're just holding on to it because it's inertia. Like they have to. Just because yeah. you it's have just inertia with someone doesn't mean you need to be with that someone. True. Winston sends Drew a fake text, and uh, Drew is unsurprisingly very easy to trick. Yeah, like Winston sends him a fake text from Mr. Hollingsworth saying to like make a bunch of copies of stuff, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta do this thing. Promise me you won't get in trouble." And Miles is like, "Yeah, fine, great." And then Winston has, like, sent out party invitations to everybody in the world. Including Zoe. And Miles is like, dude, she's like a train wreck. You can't. And he's like, that's why I did it. (laughs) And that's when I wrote, Winston is chaotic evil. (laughs) Yeah, he is. It's amazing. I love him. Um, But then we're with Dallas, who's, like, stalking Leo and following him home. And again, I'm just like, how is he not in jail? How is he out of in the open? Agreed. And then when Dallas is going to go confront him, like a little kid kicks a soccer ball at him and he's like, oh, right, I have a child. And then calls Rocky instead. Yeah. To like talk him down from the ledge, essentially. Or like that is the purpose. That's the function the call serves, I guess. And then we're with Allie and Claire like walking down the street and Claire runs like smack dab into Drew and he's like I need you Claire I need your help making copies of shit for my work and Allie's like she can't we're busy you can't do it and then Claire's like okay I'll help and then Allie's like why do I even try and I'm like Allie now you fucking know how it feels (laughs) truly because this has been Allie until this point in time and then we're at the party and Icona Pop is playing and but not the I love it song the other one and 
I think Winston says something like, post it and they will come. And I don't know, part the party's happening. There's bad dancing and stuff and everyone's already drunk. I don't know. It's a bunch of drunk children. It's going to be a problem. And again, it starts during the daytime. And later we find out that it is another school night party, which I'm still so confused about. Like, why do you throw these things on? Like, who goes to this shit on a school night? I don't know. Maybe that's just me being a nerd coming up. But, like, if you had to go to school, like, the hungover the next day, I would never want to do that. No, even I didn't, like, go to parties on school nights. Like, people didn't throw parties yeah. on school nights because what's the fucking point? Right. I mean, my first instinct was to go, Holland, how many parties were you invited to? <laughs> <laughs> like, burn. But uh, Kelsey verifies. Um, <laughs> but, but it's like, your argument is, I'd be hungover. And I'm like, yeah, and then you ditch school the next day. Like, yeah. that's how that works. But you have parents. That's But that's that's the follow-up. It's just like, oh, but like, your parents are more likely yeah. to be gone over the weekend, I guess. That's true. Also, like... And on the weekend, you can lie and be like, I'm staying the night at so-and-so's house. And then you go to a party. <laughs> Although, I did have a friend whose um, brother was quite the delinquent boy. Um, I feel like, you know, if there is a party happening, they're not going to say no. I guess that's true. I also, like, my parents kept a very tight leash on me that I frequently just wiggled my way out of. <laughs> but, like, there was no way that I was getting away with going to a party on a weeknight. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, but then we are with Allie and Dallas working on science stuff. And Allie's wrist is still, like, in recovery and Dallas is still like, oh, I'm so angry. Leo needs to pay. And I'm like, don't do anything stupid. And he's like, come with me. or Because so, I think she says something about how she wishes that she would get closure before he left. And she's like, but I'm never going to see him again. And Dallas is like, come with me. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, they go for a walk. I don't know. I was like, this won't end great. It ends fine, but it's still not a good idea. Um. Yeah. And then we're at the party, and it's nighttime now, and Maya shows up, and she's like, um, I thought we were just going to hang out on the couch or whatever, and Miles is, like, really drunk, and then Maya gets mad. Maybe it's not nighttime yet. I don't know. It's pretty, no, it's daytime, but Maya's pissed, and Miles is an asshole. Well, here's the thing. Maya completely calls him on his bullshit. Yeah. She's just like, you're clearly upset about your parents' marriage right now, and you're acting out. And I'm like, Maya knows a lot about suppressed emotions. Um... (laughs) So she calls it like she sees it. She's like, this is clearly you dealing with like things really poorly, and I'm disappointed, and you're an ass. Peace. Yeah, basically. I like it. No nonsense. And then we see Zoe like stumbling around, and she's very drunk. Um, and then well, drunk Miles and drunk Zoe start talking, and it's not a good combination. And then she starts taking off her clothes, and she, and she sits on his lap. And Winston takes a photo to prevent anything from happening, this I guess. Is, yeah, this is when I wrote Winston is chaotic good. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like, Miles, I know you love Maya, so this is me blackmailing you into not doing a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty genius and great. I don't know. I don't know. I Also, I can't remember the actress's name who plays Zoe, but she is bad at fake drunk. <laughs> that is a bad fake drunk. And then... And then Miles is like, I need to go see Maya. And then Zoe, like, is passed out on the couch. And then, like, it takes them a really long time. Like, they stand there and are like, I don't know, for, like, 
a very long time before they're like, maybe we shouldn't leave her on this couch passed out in her underwear all by herself. And then they carry her to another room, which I'm hoping was like a safe place. But this whole entire situation made me very uncomfortable. Me too. And I felt like they took too long on it for it not to be a thing. But I'm hoping that it's not a thing. I was so mad at Miles. He's just like, I gotta go. And I'm like, there is a girl passed out. And And like Winston's like, I don't know, maybe we should move her. And I was just like, Miles, you know, I, I, I know you, I appreciate you realize you fucked up with Maya, but like your fucking teen romance can wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm hoping that nothing happened and that we'd never return to it at the end of this episode. So yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping that he like put her in Frankie's room and Frank and was like, your friend's drunk make sure she's okay but i don't know we didn't see any of that so i'm mildly uncomfortable with this and then we are with claire and drew drew's dropping off claire and then eli is like at claire's door and is still hot yeah. Yes, he Still is. Still very hot. I'm so glad that they stopped, like, manic panic dyeing his hair. <laughs> um, also, he says, Claire Diana Edwards, which, of course, that's her middle name. It's the most Eli thing to do, though. And it's like, ooh, Eli's hot. Claire Diana Edwards. I'm like, mm, he's a <laughs> fucking dork. Yeah. <laughs> the hot goes away as soon as he says words. <laughs> and then he's like, I came home for our bungee jump date. And Claire's like, and then Drew's like, yeah, bungee jumping. Wow, you guys are going to do that? Like, kind of being a homie for her. She is. Moment. Drew's a cool guy sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> he's a pal. Um, And then they, like, go inside. And then Drew opens up this poster for the first time. To, and then yeah. <laughs> realizes that Miles pranked him. Can we talk about the logistics of this? What are the odds of you printing something without looking at what you're printing first? I mean, maybe they, like sent it ahead of time and he just picked it up and it was rolled up but like that still doesn't make sense no and also why would that take time you just go to kinko's yeah and say excuse me i'm here to pick up this thing like if he's printing hundreds of things also that's so much money wasted if he's paying money to get all these fake posters printed so much paper wasted this makes me hate miles so much more (laughs) he's so irresponsible with like like drew doesn't have money (laughs) no like you're just wasting paper. I also don't understand how he didn't see it before this. Part. I don't know Drew's either. Dumb. <laughs> I mean, Drew is dumb. Um, but then we're with Dallas, and he and Allie have shown up to Leo's house. And in the end, I am happy. Like Allie confronts Leo and is getting the closure she deserves. And I love that she had this opportunity to, like, rip him a new one. And she ends it kind of with, you beat me, but you didn't break me. Fuck you. Get out of my face. You need help because you are, like, disturbed, basically. It's a very brave thing to do. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that it worked out the way that it worked out. But I was very stressed out throughout the entire thing. I'm glad, like, Mile or... Dallas was there as, like, if you do anything, I will fucking end you. Like, he was basically Allie's bodyguard in that moment, and he's I liked a, it. He's a good bodyguard to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But then we are at Miles' house, and Drew shows up and is like, what the fuck are you doing? No wonder your dad has a Miles management plan for when you inevitably fuck up or something. And Drew tries to bust up the party, and that's kind of it. And then not a good management plan. Yeah, seriously. But then we are with Dallas and Allie, and Dallas cares about her so much. He, like, goes up to her. She's crying, like, on the curb, and he's like, oh, no, like, I thought this would help. I'm sorry. And Allie's like, no, I'm glad I did it. And he's like, but you're still upset. And she's like, it was a really hard thing to do. Like, it's like, and Dallas, she's got to be upset about this for a long time. But she's happy that she did it. And she says, you're one of the good ones, Dallas. And I love it. Me too. They're, I just, I want them together. But also, I want Allie to have time to heal. Oh, 100%. This was a dangerous plan. Yes. Yeah. Just not even like even though Dallas is like very very good bodyguard just like emotionally a dangerous plan yeah because Dallas was like you're not gonna fucking say a word to Leo but like Leo could be a dumb stupid asshole and just like not do something dumb say something I don't know I wrote down when you fall in love in fake Paris it's like fake love (laughs) agreed I'm so sick of this fake love um but then we are with Miles drunkenly showing up to Maya's window with flowers and an apology, but Maya is not having any of it, and she basically says, don't give your dad a reason to treat you like crap. You need to work harder like you're being stupid. Um, but then it's the next day, and Mr. Hollingsworth comes home to see the mess, and and again, I'm like, what are with all these school night parties? And then Miles can. Finally is like, I know you're having an affair. And his dad is like, oh, okay. That's why you've been acting out. Um, We're going to get through this. I'm sorry. And then he's like, I'll call the cleaners to finish the mess. And Miles is like, no, I'll clean it. It was my party. He's like owning the mess and is like stepping up, I guess. And it's the end of the episode and I don't give a shit at all. Yeah, but then that still means that he's just not going to school. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It ended better than expected i guess but it's still i'm like eh, whatever miles i'm worried about zoe yeah seriously (laughs) i hope she's okay because what the fuck all right well that was the episode yeah i wrote i don't care about miles like 80 times (laughs) spirit squad captain Allie and dallas yeah dallas agreed ship Allie dallas (laughs) Allie dallas obviously um great fine we have so many emails, and we're only doing three of them right now because it's too many emails. Thank you. We love you all. Um, we got an e- a very long email from Rory that I'm not going to read the entirety of, but I am going to go straight down to the bottom. Now for some questions and FMKs. Which characters so far do you think have had the best glow up? I mean, Connor, obviously. Oh, yeah. Connor, 100%. Um, Emma. Emma, yeah. Although I feel like she got, like, all right, if we're just talking about characters in Degrassi, we're, yeah, Emma. Yeah. Eli a little bit, like, this season. Yeah, kind of. Because I was never really, like, down with the Lego hair. <laughs> the Lego hair was kind of tough to get through, but he's looking real good now. Yeah, I, I feel like that sums it up. Allegra, do you have anyone to add? No, it's Connor, so. <laughs> it's just Connor. Um, 
And then let's see, uh, which characters were the biggest turnarounds for you? As in which characters did you start out hating or being indifferent towards and now love? Fiona. Jenna. Love is such a strong word. <laughs> um, I guess I don't know if I like hated Dallas, but definitely Dallas has come around. I don't. Yeah, I don't hate Jenna anymore. I don't hate Imogen anymore. Oh, I'm yeah. Say, I'm like Imogen is like, she's not like. I'm not scared of Imogen anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair and true. Yeah, yeah. All right, we've got fuck, we've kills. got some fuck Mary kills. All right, Mr. Bendari, Bullfrog Goldsworthy, <laughs> Mr. Baker. <laughs> Kill Mr. Baker. Yeah, obviously. Maybe. Marry Miss. Uh. I'm gonna marry Bullfrog. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I feel like it'll be real fun. I will fuck Mr. Bendari though, because he's a good-looking man. Sentence. He's a good-looking man, and also he has a great marriage. And I don't, I don't want to like homewreck that. I think I'll marry Bullfrog too. Right. And fuck Mr. Bendari. <laughs> what about you, Legra? Same. I just didn't want to say the words. <laughs> All right. Oh, we have a bad one. Ew. Mo Owen Casey. Ugh. God, <sighs> man! Remind me who Mo is. He dated. Um, what oh was God. her name? <laughs> Why can't I remember her name? Marisol. Uh, Marisol. Oh, I'm gonna fuck Owen. I'm just gonna come right I'm out and say it. I'm gonna marry Mo because I cannot be married to Casey, and I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Mo and marry KC and I'm gonna try to make him less dumb somehow. I don't know. I feel like I could tolerate Mo more Call than it. I can tolerate Casey. Mo is Casey? so annoying. Is Casey so annoying. is a monster. Casey's yeah. also so annoying. He's not that annoying. He's boring as hell. He's like he was aggressive, but I feel like that's a lot like teen hormones, and I feel like I could rein that in with Casey in his twenties. Mo is annoying Casey as shit. Casey is whiny and Mo entitled. is whiny. No, I mean they're both terrible. I mean Mo got into a fight with Marisol okay. and was like, "Let's take selfies with strippers." Like, and that's him at like sixteen. I'm done with Mo. I have a controversial one. Are you gonna marry Owen? Is it so you can be so, can, so Tristan can be your brother-in-law? I'm gonna fuck Mo. <laughs> I'm so confused. Marry Casey and kill Owen. Okay. Thought process. Yes, please explain yourself. <laughs> Owen is very hot, but a monster. Would not want to give him the satisfaction of being fucked. He should just not be around. But so hot. Who did I say? If I was like, fuck Mo, I cannot marry Mo. <laughs> he created Whisper Hug. That is oh, fair. God, that's true. Oh my God, he's going to come up with so many more bad band names. Mo in college, bad band names and ahead of him. Casey is dumb and annoying, but he's such a, a nothing person that being married to him, I feel like I would still get my way and. Maybe teach him something. I feel like it'd be so easy to manipulate. Yeah. You're always going to be the I alpha. I think Mo is more malleable than Casey. Casey? Mo made a whisper <laughs> hug. I'm just saying, Casey is stubborn and whiny, and I hate him. Whereas Mo will, if 
Mo is in love with you, he will do anything you fucking say. He was like Marisol's lapdog. I can handle that as a marriage. Different strokes for different <laughs> Yeah, let's just leave it at that. Imogen, Allie, Jenna. Kill Imogen. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> Mary, Jenna, fuck Allie. Allie's hot. I think I'd do the same. Pretty needy. Jenny's same. I would marry Jenna, fuck Allie, and kill Imogen. All right. Just because I think that Allie is too needy, and I think if, especially if you're her, like, first girl experience, she's going to cling on to you. Uh, So I'm going to kill Allie and fuck Imogen and marry Jenna. Still valid. Yeah. I just, I I don't, she's. No one's marrying Allie. (laughs) I don't get Imogen. She the thing is you just have to sleep and I feel like she would like roll with it and be like yeah that's cool and then like move on plus she already knows how to be a lesbian so you don't have to teach her <laughs> that's true it would be the most solid of the one night stands I was most, it's just like I would totally have been friends with Imogen in high school I had those types of friends but like she sort of does like this weird like manic pixie dream girl like dumb like born yesterday syndrome thing where she's just like sort of baby talks and is immature and that's not that's i don't i don't like that i get it i'm just i'm i'm just saying girl already knows what she's doing (laughs) last one jay craig and sav beautiful boring sav beautiful boring sav this is you guys this is really hard for me sav is really boring but jay Fuck Craig, Mary J, kill Sav. I think I'd do the same. Me too. I'm sorry, <laughs> Sav. But I would also fuck Sav. I don't know. They're kind of interchangeable, but I... Uh, same. Did you just say Craig and Sav are interchangeable? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh my god. Sav gosh. got wow. so pretty at the end. Sav had a real big glow up. The actor who plays Sav so was in, has like an incredibly minor bit part in season three of Narcos, and I was like, "Hello, <laughs> adult Sav is poin." Mm-hmm. All right, well that's the the rest of the email from Rory. We also have an email from Diamond, and it's pretty short. And the subject is Zoe and Drew versus Allie and Johnny, and they say, "Hey queens, how did you feel about how?" you feeling about season 13 so far confused tired yet yes (laughs) anything is better than season 11 i'm like not hating it but it's it's a little there are a couple duds of episodes but like i don't know but there have been some like crazy ones uh you probably already talked about it but this drew and zoe relationship makes me feel so gross she may act like an adult but she's only 15 and he's 19 maybe 18 the weird thing is that I don't feel gross about Allie and Johnny, even after rewatching them. She's way too young to be with him, but there's just something more innocent about the relationship. I can't explain it. How do you two feel? I don't know. I was always kind of grossed out by their relationship, too, but maybe not for the same reasons. But I was also I think I was maybe uncomfortable with the age thing. I, I, you guys were we were all uncomfortable with the age thing, but like there was something about Johnny and Allie. That made you forgive it a little bit. Yeah, because I feel like the difference is that Johnny actually liked Allie and, like, saw her as a person yeah. and not just, like, a hookup. Or, 
It, whereas Drew definitely does not see Zoe as a person. Which was the big problem. Mm-hmm. And then one last email from Nolan, and the subject line is astrology, and then an emoji wearing a cowboy hat. Um, you guys were talking about the character's zodiac signs on your recent episode, and that immediately excited me since I'm a total astrology whore. These are just a few characters from the season that I want to take a guess on. Feel free to agree or disagree. Maya, a definite Virgo because she's nurturing and loyal to her friends. Tristan, or I don't know if we want to go through and be like yes or no. Maya, I can't remember what we said for Maya. I don't know. I only I know like a few zodiac stereotypes, <laughs> and I don't know shit about what the fuck a Virgo is. So okay, they're like very like type A organized, like uh, see things black or white. Not really. That's Maya. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm like I just I don't know. I feel like no. I thought my mom was a Virgo. My mom's a Libra. Never mind. But I, all the Virgos I know aren't Virgos like at all. I don't know. My friend Tyler is a Virgo and she's very like type A. She's a teacher, but then she's also very like nurturing and she's a teacher. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like a teacher is a very, is like a very Virgo job. Um, Tristan, a cancer because dramatic and yearns for love. Yep. Fair. Okay. But also that's just also Pisces. Yeah. I guess maybe he's not dramatic. Like he's too dramatic to be a Pisces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Zig, an Aries because he's impulsive, also is cruel when his ego is bruised. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Claire, Taurus because she's a stubborn monster. Yes. Yeah, we already, yeah. We decided Claire's a Taurus. Allie, a Cancer for the same reasons as Tristan. Yes. I don't think she's a Cancer. I stand I think by she's, what we came with I, last time. I think she is a Capricorn, but her moon sign is mm. Cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I also see her as a Leo. I know she's a Capricorn. Leo but I rising. Do see, I do see her as a Leo. <laughs> I am Scorpio, Libra Moon, and then Leo rising, which is an interesting person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm a Capricorn with my moon in Gemini and Taurus rising, which I think guys a lot of fucking that. Just Holland fits the stereotype of that. I don't remember. I'm I'm Cancer, cusp of Leo. I'm a Virgo rising. Um, I feel like cusp of Leo makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then Jenna, <laughs> Jenna, a Capricorn because she has a maturity the rest of the characters don't have. Fair, true. We're just trying to flatter Holland at this point. <laughs> no, I I can see that. Did we say Jenna was a Capricorn? You said no. a lot of people were Capricorns. I don't think we said Jenna was I a don't Capricorn. Know if we I said think Jenna. I think we said. I thought we said that Jenna was like a Libra. No, we said Terry was a Libra. Oh right. I don't know. Drew, he's definitely a Leo because he's conceited and always in a relationship. Yep. 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 Dallas, a Pisces because he's a low-key fragile boy. And that's why we said he was a Cancer. I stand by the Cancer thing. I feel like a more chill water sign. No offense. <laughs> I Come on, have, guys. <laughs> yeah, I can now that now I feel like maybe more Pisces. God yeah. Sorry, Kelsey. I love That's you. Okay. But it's like when you guys did it, there were a lot of Capricorns and a lot of Cancers. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I get it. frame of reference. That's like, do what you know. But I feel like Dallas is a Pisces. Eli, Aquarius, because he's creative and constantly changes slash evolves. Who did it? We were talking about this uh the other day because we are also low-key astrology whores um who did i say was an aries i don't know 
Sean. That's who we said. Um, I don't know. Anyways, that's all I got. I think we were talking about the challenge. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Not Degrassi. Um, anyways, that's all I got. I just want to, I also just want to say thanks to both you queens for making the somewhat sluggish winter just a bit better. You're both hilarious and I hope y'all have a great 2019. Thank you, Nolan. Um, and that's all the emails we're going to read for today. And that's all the grapevine that we have for today. If you'd like to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at Degrassi pod. We're on Instagram at Degrassi pod. You can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you can rate, review, and subscribe, that'd be super cool. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a Degrassi-inspired fanfiction for you on the show. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. And Allegra, what do you want to recommend? What do you want to say about your social media? I know your Twitter is private right now. I'm trying to find a job, so Twitter is private. <laughs> <laughs> um, plugs, I guess. I mean, I feel like I don't have very good plugs right now because all I've been doing was watching The Challenge with Holland. Watch The Challenge. That's my plug. <laughs> I love that show. It's on MTV. It's still on. It's still great. Um, I finally finished Norwegian Wood by Haruki Murakami. Um, it's very, very chill easy good read um every line is like poetry but it doesn't feel like um a hassle to read um i feel like there's like there's gotta be something juicier in the wrecks of the things i've been doing but it's just been the challenge and crazy ex-girlfriend and rupaul's drag race all stars four i mean those are all good uh i'm gonna recommend terror in the jungle it's um uh series about um jonestown and it's great and um alarming so yeah check check out terror in the jungle all right well i think that is all that we have for you guys today thank you to allegra for being here thank you for being here today (laughs) thank you for being here (laughs) um and thank you as always to jay for our wonderful theme song and thank all of you for listening goodbye panthers bye panthers